This is In the Zone, your home for Salina Sports Talk. High school sports, Kansas Wesleyan and Bethany, KU, K-State, and Wichita State. Wait, is there anything these guys don't cover? You're in the zone. Welcome in In the Zone on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM. As many of you know, Big 12 Football Media Days was last week down in Dallas. We compiled so many interviews and so much content that we couldn't fit it in to just that two-day stretch. So now, to play a little bit of catch-up, here's some Kansas football talk. And we'll start with their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, a freshman. And let me tell you, he was one of the more impressive interviews we did the whole two-day span of Media Days. So again, here's Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels on In the Zone on 1150 KSAL. Welcome back to In the Zone here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL, 106.7 on your FM dial as well. I am Jackson Schneider live at AT&T Stadium for Big 12 Football Media Days, and we're joined now by the quarterback of the Kansas Jayhawks, Mr. Jalen Daniels. And Jalen, first off, are you enjoying today? I know it's going a million miles an hour and you're getting pulled all over the place. Are you having a chance to at least enjoy yourself and enjoy the moment? No, definitely taking in the moment, definitely enjoying my time here, you know. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You can't do this every single year. So, you know, just taking it in while I can. Now, with all the fun and, and everything that, that comes with college football and media days and everything, I mean, there's pressure too, I'm sure. And, and I know you've, you've felt that because your team has, has felt that pressure for a while, but it seems like you've got the right coach to kind of help keep you guys level-headed and just working every day. Just tell me what it has been like the last year under Coach Leipold and, and, and how much you enjoy playing for that man. I enjoy playing for him. You know, he's one of the most genuine man, men that I've ever met in my entire life. So, you know, j- just being able to play under him has been definitely exciting. You know, he, he's going to keep pushing you as an athlete. Um, as long as you tell him what goals you have, he's going to keep pushing you to that standard every single day. No matter what it is, no matter what time of the day it is, you know, he knows your goals and he's going to keep pushing you to them. Now, everybody points back to that Texas game and, and the win and what that meant for the program, but... After that, your, your team continued to grow. And I know those West Virginia and TCU games didn't end up in wins. But when I was talking to, to Earl earlier, he had told me that there was just a different feeling in the yeah, locker definitely. room. Much more confident, much more excitement about this program and the direction that you're heading. Do you feel that growing throughout the offseason and the work you're putting in? Definitely, definitely. I mean, as, as time goes by, you know, the more you do something, the more you gain confidence in what you're doing, you know. So, I mean, when it comes to Coach Leipold and his staff, you know, they they've, they laid out the guidelines of what we have to do. They laid out the standard. And, you know, it's, it's on us as players to be able to meet that standard, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, we're the ones on the field playing the game. And everything really should be player-led because that's who's playing on that field. You know, the coaches will call the plays and everything. But at the end of the day, communication and, you know, performance on the field is on us. Now, you, you've welcomed in some new members to the team, both offensively and defensively. I know for you as a leader, it's important to lead on the field, but how have you led 
in the locker room with player development, welcoming those new guys in and, and really kind of showing them the way, the way that Kansas is, is heading and, and the new culture? How do you show them that? You know, the people that came in, they, they came in hungry, ready to learn about everything that we have going on, you know, ready to get onto the field type of thing. So when you, when you as a leader, when you're able to, you know, exude that energy and show them why they should use that energy for something else, um, I, one thing that my coach emphasizes is you don't want to make somebody do something. You want to make them want to do something. And as a leader, I feel like that's the biggest part that I've grown as. I like that. Very, very important leadership aspect there. Now, for you as a player, I mean, you're, you're still a young guy. you got a lot of career in front of you. What is the biggest thing this offseason that you have focused on for yourself to improve and, and the way that you can help this team the most? What have you focused on for your future? You know, I... As much football knowledge as I had coming into college, I didn't really have that much. So um, for me, as a quarterback, that's the biggest aspect for me as a college football player. I have to keep on learning the game, keep on learning defenses, because I'm me not ever being a defensive player, all of this stuff is me learning what they do, but on the other side of the ball. So like, if I was, if I was a defensive player, I would have more of a defensive mindset to know, all right, he's going to do this when he does that. But since I'm not, I'm a quarterback. I have to break down film. I have to be able to ask the coaches that are around me, and I just have to, you know, use my defensive teammates. Now, I'm, I'm a Lawrence guy. I, mm -hmm. I went to Free State. I, I went to KU. I love that town more than anything. Mm -hmm. But how much have you grown to lo love Lawrence and KU fans in your time in Lawrence? Tell me about your favorite things about being a Jayhawk and being in Lawrence? You know, my first ever visit to Kansas, I, I, I just noticed how much the fans support. You know, in Lawrence, everybody is going to support the Jayhawks. And that's the, the number one thing that I fell in love with when I got to uh, when I took my visit to Kansas. And ever since then, it's just been up from there. Like, I, I love the fan base that we have. I love how supportive they can be. And I love exactly how much they're going to keep rooting for us. No matter how we, we, we no matter how far we've fallen down, they're going to keep on supporting us and going to keep on having these dreams and goals, aspirations that we do. Now, I also have to ask, because my mom would kill me if I didn't, my mom is from a town called Plainville, Kansas. <laughs> Jared a, Casey. Yes, sir. You, you have a good friend now who's from there as well. Ha, has he tried to, to give you some of that Western Kansas toughness? Has he tried <laughs> to kind of exude that to the rest of the team? Tell me about that. You know, definitely. I mean, we, we love the, the Kansas players that we have on our team. You know, it's always fun to be able to come to their state and they teach you everything that you didn't know about Kansas for real. I mean, and actually recently Jared just came to Los Angeles with me, so I was able to take him back home, you know, show him the ropes of how L.A. goes, you know. He said that it was just, it, he was like, there's just a different suburb every five minutes you drive, and I'm like, yeah, that is definitely totally different from Kansas for sure. That is that is awesome. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you and he and may, maybe some other guys on the team at Kansas Athletics as well went to an NIL summit recently. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that and, and what it was kind of for just with the new age of NIL and everything? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot, a lot of college players and, you know, high school players now since they're able to get paid too, you know, there's not there's a lot of stuff that we weren't taught growing up. We were just taught about football. We weren't taught about the financial side of everything. And usually they just want you to get – you know, get acclimated to that when you make it there. You know, that's when you want to start learning with everything. But with NIL, I feel like everything, you know, is coming faster. You know, you're able to learn at a much earlier age, which will prepare you for the NFL. Uh, so with the NIL Summit, when I went there uh, to, out to Atlanta, it was really a lot of speakers out there, you know, giving us great knowledge, giving us, you know, knowledge that, I never even knew about. I, I didn't know that 
um, uh, there's a lot of businesses out there who were looking, searching for student athletes to, you know, represent their company and everything. And while I was out there, I was, I was able to meet a lot of companies, meet a lot of different student athletes who have the same goals and aspirations as me to be great, you know, in whatever that we do. Um, I was able to meet basketball players, women's basketball players, you know, women's and men's sports. You know, I was able to learn more about women's sports than I, you know, I planned on going to learn there you know like I, I didn't really know much about it but that experience allowed me to open up my mind to so many other opportunities you know with NIL and I, I really you know I love the fact that I was able to go out there and learn so much. That's a really cool thing. And, and I saw that on social media because it's so new and it's so <laughs> exciting, but it is something that needs to be learned. Definitely. So do you feel like you, you learned enough that you can share that knowledge with, with your teammates and with folks that you come across through college athletics now? You know, with life, I feel like you're, it's, it's every day is a learning moment. You know, you're still learning. Even the great ones that are doing what they're doing are still learning from different stuff every single day. So I, I definitely feel like I have enough knowledge to be able to spread. Of course, I want to be able to wear, raise awareness, especially for the people that are younger than me, you know, the people who are just now getting to college, the high school players who are able to get these NIL deals because of uh, the, the, their name, image, and likeness that they built up in high school. Awesome. Again, joined by Jalen Daniels, the quarterback of the Kansas Jayhawks. Jalen, one last question before I get you to the three and out. And this is, it's the start of football season with this event here today, but you still have time before the ball gets kicked off in September. But the the preseason poll, I mean, you guys, unfortunately for Kansas fans, you guys were picked last in the poll. Is that a, a motivation factor? Because I know from the gentleman I'm talking to right now, there's a lot of confidence and a lot of excitement. Does that add to it to kind of help you turn the tide a little bit and bring some respect to Lawrence and to the Jayhawks? You know, I, I, I actually recently read a tweet um, a few days ago, and it said, uh, I'm not doing it for the people that are doubting me. I'm doing it for the people who believe in me. So uh, it, it is what it is, you know, uh, predictions, all of these statistics and numbers that they want to throw out there and all of that. At the end of the day, uh, a kid's going to play how he plays because of his confidence and how much that he's worked to get to where he's at. So all of the predictions and all of that stuff, that's not social media and all that stuff. That's not stuff that Kansas football looks for because we know what we're doing in-house. We know what mindset that we have, and we're just going to keep on instilling that confidence and brotherhood that we have, and we're going to fight for the ones next to us when it comes to game day. All right, Jalen, three and out. Three quick questions. Let's do it. Then we'll send you on your way because I know you're a busy guy. First question, we're in Texas. Mm -hmm. Everybody's crazy about Whataburger. Are you a Whataburger fan or is there some other place that you prefer? So before the season, actually, me and Jason Bean were having an argument about In-N-Out being better than Whataburger. And I was just like, Whataburger's not this, not that. And that's just because I had it one time after my freshman year after a Baylor game. And I guess I had been sitting out there for a long time. But... um, 11 a.m. to I mean from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. you can catch me at a Whataburger trying to get a honey biscuit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, that is probably one of the best meals that I've had in Texas, and I, I'll go to Whataburger every single time I come out here just for that. I like it. That's exactly what Earl said too. He's yep. a big fan of that honey butter chicken biscuit. Second question: Football is is stressful, and it, and it it's like a job. I know you put in so much work, but how do you relax? How do you kick your feet up and take your mind off the stresses of the sport? You know. It's really that that's when you have to just unplug yourself from everything, everything and all things, you know, especially as a college athlete. Social media is one of the biggest 
impacts that can ha- that it can have on you as an athlete. You know, there's negative comments, there's positive comments. But one thing that my sister always told me is you'll never be as good as they say you are, and you'll also never be as bad as they say you are. So that's exactly why you just have to, you know, remain level-headed in those type of situations. But for me, I just unplug, you know, stay off social media for a while, go play my game, you know, enjoy the people, the, the, the people that are around me, enjoy my roommates, and just enjoy the love that they give. Last question for you. This is a pretty special stadium we're in here. Yep, definitely. Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Pretty crazy, but outside of, of this and outside of the booth, what's the favorite stadium that you have ever played at? <laughs> University of Texas. Yeah? Yeah. I like that. That's a good answer. Yep. I, bet, I bet that place was a little bit quieter when you left than when you got there. It's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> that you say that because when we scored that game-winning touchdown, I, I literally heard nothing at all. And in my head, I'm like – Dang, like what just happened because of how silent it was. I mean, the whole entire game, all you hear is, ooh, raw, and all this and all that. And then at the end of that game, all you hear is just your teammates just out there jumping around, doing all this and all that. And you just see that one little section all the way in the 300 section <laughs> wearing all blue, just jumping around. And it, it was it was definitely a moment to remember. Uh, well, this was an uh, interview that I'll remember, man. I really appreciate your time. Look forward to the season. Good luck. All yes, right? sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate right. you. Jalen Daniels, the quarterback of the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll take a break and be back right after this on In the Zone. Again, that was Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels from Big 12 Football Media Days. We'll take a quick timeout here on In the Zone, and when we return, more KU football audio here on KSAL. In the Zone is powered by Spartan Roofing and Exteriors. They specialize in roofing, guttering, siding, windows, and doors for commercial or residential work. You can go to SpartanRoofingAndExteriors.com to schedule a free inspection or a project consultation today. That's SpartanRoofingAndExteriors.com. Welcome back to In the Zone on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM. Our show today continues with the Kansas football talk from Big 12 Football Media Days as we continue now with Kansas offensive lineman Earl Bostic Jr. Jackson Schneider here live from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Big 12 Football Media Days. And I am hyped up because now I get the chance to speak with some of my alma mater players, the Kansas Jayhawks this afternoon. And we'll kick it off with Earl Bostic Jr. and Earl whirlwind of a day. I was just having some technical difficulties. You saw me kind of forcing through that, but I'm I'm hopeful it's been a little bit easier and more fun for you. How has your experience gone here at Big 12 Football Medias today? Uh, I've been doing great. Uh, A lot of uh, just talks uh, about the team and stuff like that, talking about the uh, fall and stuff. I've been great here. Uh, Very uh, honored and uh, uh, very blessed to uh, be here part of this day. And now I was listening to, to Coach Leipold speak earlier today, and, and he had mentioned that this pretty much marks the one-year mark of when he really got things going because he had no time between when he got to Lawrence and the start of last season. Now you guys have had a full season, a full off season before you start really getting into football season after today. What has the biggest change in the locker room been with coach now that you're one year down the line? Uh, since uh, this one year mark of him being in the office and stuff like that, everything uh, in the locker room has been like, we buying into the process, you know, uh, buying into the uh, culture and buying into uh, what we want to uh, bring uh, 
which is wins and a bowl game to uh, Kansas. Uh, uh, been a, a great process uh, with him uh, uh, installing the, plan, uh, the culture and mm-hmm. uh, the blueprint that he brought with him. And now he finally can actually sit down with each and every player and he, uh, sit down with the coaching staff, sit down with the whole entire team and actually talk about the blueprint and talk about the culture that he's trying to bring to the team and actually imp- uh, install it through the whole entire year now. Now everybody just has to buy into it and now uh, uh, keep going with that. And I know last year wasn't easy. It's never easy going through a change in coaching staffs and and you guys kind of struggled to to start Big 12 play, but you really hit your stride with that win over Texas and you started to play much better, more consistent ball to end the season. And although, you know, TCU and West Virginia games didn't result in wins, I feel like Jayhawk fans around the the nation saw that progress. Has that finished to last season kind of jumped you guys forward and, and set the momentum into what could be a really special year this year, you think? That momentum, yes. Uh, they actually had give us uh, more confidence in the locker room. Like, we can actually vision it, visualize it and see it like we can actually do it and actually beat, uh, actually win and stuff like that and actually beat uh, top uh, pl- top teams in the uh, Big 12 and stuff like that and uh, actually compete with them uh, all four quarters, which uh, give us a like, boost in, like, the uh, – Spring, uh, spring and summer, actually uh, working, uh, getting one percent uh, better each and every day with uh, our brothers and stuff like that within the uh, locker room, uh, weight room, even in the film room, even in uh, on the field too. Uh, we can build that chemistry, uh, understand each other, and understand one goal that we have. Again, we're joined by Kansas offensive lineman Earl Bostic Jr. here live at AT&T Stadium for Big 12 football media days. Earl. The offense has guys that are really starting to gain recognition all over the country. I mean, Jalen, and you talk about Devin really kind of bursting on the scene, but you have added several other pieces to this offense uh, all over the place. And it really, the offense starts with you, right? So what, what kind of excitement does it give you to have the ability not only to say this offense is getting better every single day because you have so many guys that can carry the ball and and move the ball but it also for you to be able to kind of guide them and and open up those holes and really make sure this offense starts moving forward with uh that um for the old line actually it's not just me it's just like i say it's all five of us regardless of the fact uh it's just me only but with the old line is literally uh, we have to whoever back there we're gonna have to block for them and protect them. You know we have to make sure they have uh, the confidence and the uh, gaps they have uh, for like running through and stuff like that, or protect them when they need to uh, have uh, time in the pocket and stuff like that. We uh, so it gives us like old line pride and that chemistry between the old line and stuff like that that we built over the uh, uh, spring and summer helped out tremendously. Going to help out tremendously into the fall. Uh, for them in the backfield. Now, before I let you go, Earl, we do a thing called three and out. So the three fun questions kind of take the pressure off because I know this was crazy tough interview, right? <laughs> but uh, fun questions, since we're at Media Day, we got to have a good time. First mm-hmm. question, we're in Texas, so the craze is Whataburger. Do you like Whataburger or maybe do you favor a different burger place? I like Whataburger because of the honey ch- uh, honey butter chicken biscuit. That, okay. That is top tier <laughs> oh my god top tier little biscuit i ever had <laughs> it's good it's it's 
I had that actually yesterday morning. So yeah. I, that was my first time having that one, but I totally agree. Yes, Big fan of that. I'm, I'm growing to appreciate Whataburger more than I ever have yeah. here the last couple of weeks, I would say. Now, second question. I know it's it's summer and it, and you, you're putting in work outside of, of, you know, practice and everything. You're, you're in the weight room and all that stuff. But how do you relax? Do you do you watch shows on like Netflix? Do you watch TV? How do you relax in the off season? What's your favorite thing? Well, relax is basically uh, either gaming or something like that or trying to hang out with the, uh, my old line and stuff like that, have a little cookouts or something like that, uh, just to relax, take the mindset away from football and stuff like that, or just go out and just uh, like go to KC or something like that, or just like actually just adventure around the uh, town of Lawrence and stuff like that, just find some nook, like a little nook and cranny type of uh, food place or like a little nook and cranny, like a little uh, – like a uh, – place where you like have fun and stuff like that is just that's why i like do the desire to relax not take my mind away from football love that now last question before i let you go this is obviously a crazy place at&t stadium it's cowboy stadium right it's one of the most famous stadiums in the world what is your favorite place that you have played football in not counting david booth kansas memorial stadium my favorite place that i play football in uh Probably back at my hometown in Barnwell, I, that was my, like, favorite place to play at. Like, just that senior year of high school where it was just always packed, always intense games and stuff like that. Uh, but, like, in college, I would say my favorite place to play in is probably, uh, I'd probably say Texas. It's just, like, it's just to have that win in Texas and then just, like, that, uh, just the visual afterwards and stuff like that of the team and stuff like that. It was, like, I was like amazed. It was just a set of the certification from it was just like, oh my god, it was just amazing. It was just awesome. Well, Earl, thank you so much for the time. I know you're busy today, man, but enjoy it, and we'll we'll see you soon this fall, right? Yes, sir. Again, that was Kansas offensive lineman Earl Bostic Jr. here on in the zone. We'll take one more break and wrap up the show with the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney. Stay tuned to In the Zone on 1150 KSAL. Welcome back to In the Zone here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL. 106.7 as well on your FM dial as we are at AT&T Stadium for Big 12 Football Media Days. And we are pleased to be joined now by the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Mr. Brian Haney. And Brian, I, I caught you earlier, picked your brain a little bit, but you wanted to wait until we heard from Coach Leipold before you came on air. <laughs> wanted to be able to, what, what did you put it, to use the right messaging? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, you know, you always want to echo what the coach is putting out there and not say more than what the coach is putting <laughs> out there or something contrary to what the coach is putting out there. And, I think much like our commissioner today, he was a little bit guarded in some of his comments, and yet you can read between the lines and, and see how this team is taking shape. He was asked, are you ready to name a starting quarterback? And we all know it's going to be Jalen Daniels. <laughs> but if he comes out there and says, this is our guy 100%, in this day and age of the transfer portal and all that, what kind of message does that send to the rest of the roster? And the team knows, and he said as much. He said, our whole program knows Jalen's role and what he brought late last season. But we also know Jason Bean's importance and the role he could play. And I think Coach Kotelnicki 
our offensive coordinator is going to be very creative in the ways in which they utilize Jason Bean. And as we all know, in this sport of football, as brutal as any sport we watch, you are one snap away mm -hmm. from being down to your QB2. And so he did a good job of dodging that question a little bit while opening up in greater detail on other topics. But I just wanted to hear what all he was putting out there before we said too much here on KSAL. Hey, you can never go wrong in, in that route. I, I did just get done talking with, with Jalen Daniels and in – Boy, it, as soon as the, the recording stopped, I just kind of had to take a second because that kid is special in just about every way, just in, in his confidence and his conviction, but also in that he, for as young as he is, he's very wise and knows that he's still got so much in front of him to learn. And I'm just curious, in your dealings with him now, it, how have you seen him grow, yeah. not just as the player that he grow, grew into towards the end of last year, but as a person and with the, the elevated spotlight, how have you seen him grow? Well, one thing that he and I talked about today that I think is very evident, and I'm sure you picked up on this too, he's always had charisma, personality, swagger not braggadocious overconfident swagger but an air of confidence and a magnetic personality that pulls others in he's always had that it's one thing to have that as an unproven lack of production true freshman it's another to have it when you've played a couple of seasons now heading into your third You've, you've got some victories logged. You've got some major throws made. And, and now you've got some experience to fall back on. And it's not just talking the talk. There's proof you've also walked the walk. Mm -hmm. And so guys are falling in line behind him greater than ever because they've seen him do it. And he made a commitment in the offseason. He felt his body was not strong enough to excel at this level and put himself on a trajectory toward the next level. And I don't know what that looks like for him. You don't want to talk pie in the sky too big. But in his mind, doing interviews today, standing on the 30-yard line at Jerry World, he thinks he can play on Sunday someday. And so he took it upon himself to build his body not only for this level, but projecting toward the next. And so he's up to 220 pounds. And for Kansas fans that have followed the KU football account on Twitter and social media, you'll see a pretty rocked-out dude running around throwing passes in the backfield there, and that was evident today. So he's really worked on that. He's worked on a lot of uh, reading defenses and schemes and that kind of thing from a cerebral standpoint, and then the natural, intangible leadership things have always been there. So to me, it looks like a guy who's more comfortable than ever in his leadership role, whose body is better than it's ever been, whose understanding of the game is better than it's ever been, and now you add in a familiarity with the coaching staff, the scheme, all of that, and that goes for everybody. I think that was probably the most commonly discussed topic today amongst whether it was Bostic, Kenny Logan, Devin Neal, or the aforementioned Jalen Daniels. Familiarity and continuity with the coaching staff. Because think about it. These guys had the coaching change at the end of April, early May last year. Didn't get any spring ball with the current regime. They used the fall practices in August to have spring ball and really didn't hit their stride until November because they were behind everybody else in, in the install. And so to have a full spring, to have a full year of understanding what's expected from the strength coach, Matt Gildersleeve, on down to their various position coaches, I think has had everybody settle in a little bit more. And that might sound like a broadcaster cliche or, or something you've heard about continuity and all that, but the truth of the matter is it's pretty important, <laughs> especially for a program that has some of these guys that have had three different head coaches in their time. Earl Bostic has had eight different position coaches. Continuity is actually important, yeah. and, and I, I think every guy has talked about that importance today. Now, I, I had also heard Coach Leipold say something 
about how this basically marks the one year of him being in this position, you know, even though last year he didn't get to enjoy media days or anything. But having that full year for him, I'm sure, is just as important as as it is for the players and the continuity that they have. But for him to have been through a year at Kansas now, it's easier to probably go in to this season, especially with the way last year ended with so much, you know, positivity and, and maybe not the wins after Texas, but there was tangible results there. How much for sure. does does that spring into this full offseason and build for ju- for a coach, not just the players? I think it's huge. And at first off, for those that didn't catch your reference, they had weather issues last year with the private little mm-hmm. charter plane. It's a six-seater, and the storms cropped up that morning, and so Kansas couldn't physically be <laughs> boots on the ground here in Dallas. And so this year to make up for that, they flew in last night. They went to a Texas Rangers baseball game, made sure they were here, good night of sleep. And now he speaking in person for the first time here at Jerry World. But in terms of the, the dividends paid of last season's late season rise, it's super tangible. It was tangible even after the Texas win, those next two games that they lost. They were a whisker away from winning mm-hmm. at TCU. Think about that. Haven't won on the road in the Big 12 in over a decade, and you almost do it in back-to-back weeks. They lose on a last-second field goal. Otherwise, right there for back-to-back wins on the road against Texas schools. That doesn't happen at Kansas outside of Mark Mangino. And then they had West Virginia on the ropes the next week. And something Coach said today was it was so evident after the Texas victory that the messaging that they'd been trying to get through to these guys over the previous seven, eight weeks really resonated after that. Nothing gets buy-in and, and total commitment like success, collaborative, collective team success. And so uh, th- that happened in the final two weeks of the regular season in terms of the team's continued improvement. They didn't get wins, but they were so close. And, and I think that carried over into 15 awesome spring practices in which guys were flying around feeling like they're truly catching this program on the upswing and getting to play an integral role in building something special. And so hopefully that momentum carries through. But as you know, it's a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, right out the gate, it's tough. You got Tennessee Tech on September 2nd, but then league game, week two, West Virginia. You got Houston on the non-con. That's going to be tough. That's like playing a 10th Big 12 conference game because next year it will be a Big 12 yeah. conference game. Think about that. <laughs> then you got Duke. That's another major conference team. So so Kansas as you know, back end of the major conference schools go, scheduled really ambitiously. Maybe too ambitiously in the eyes of some. You, you wish you could almost give one of those games back just to be candid. But we're not giving it back at this point. And don't be surprised if Kansas doesn't go out there and win either the Duke or the Houston game. But to have to face Duke, Houston, and West Virginia all in the first four games of the season, there's no warming up and getting ready for an October dive into the Big 12. I mean, it's Mountaineers week two and then two, you know, very respectable opponents, one of which is about to be a league rival. Now, the flip side of that is is playing tough is good to an extent, right? Like you have to beat the best to become the best. I, I, I talked with Jerome Tang, and he mentioned a, a Scott Drew-ism of a rising tide raises all ships, right? Yeah. So that has stuck with me this week. But 
not to bring up a K-State coach with the KU guy, but, I mean, playing good teams makes you better to an effect, right? So yeah. if that first few weeks, maybe you don't win all of them, but if you're seeing that improvement, can that go a longer way towards the back half of the, the conference slate? Absolutely. I mean, even a 2-2 even a two and two start, I, I think if you're competitive in the other two games, gets you excited about the last two months. And the difference from my mindset as the Kansas announcer this season compared to previous years is, Honest to goodness, Jackson, every Saturday showing up at the stadium, you feel like you have a chance. And that was evidenced by last year having Oklahoma on the ropes. I mean, I mean, we, we had them <laughs> at home, you know. And, and the one game that Kansas really got boat raced was down in Stillwater. And there will be trips on the road where you feel like you're a, a double-digit underdog perhaps. But now that you've found your best quarterback since Todd Reesing, you found your best head coach since Mark Mangino. You've got more momentum than we've had in quite some time. Oh, what a difference one year makes in just the, the feeling on game day that anything could happen. Because truly there have been some years in my first six years as voice of the Jayhawks where heading in you knew you were so overmatched that you were already planning storylines for the third and fourth quarters just to keep the broadcasts engaging knowing we were probably going to be down multiple scores. Now in one season under Lance Leipold and finally finding that guy under center and Jalen Daniels and, and everything that's coming around this program defensively with some of these transfer portal additions, you genuinely feel like they can compete. Now I'm not sitting here writing checks that our team can't cash on KSAL today. I'm not coming <laughs> on predicting 8-4 and four or 7-5. and five. To me, if, if they won four or five games this year, that would be a tremendous step forward. But the difference is, Jackson, they will compete in every single game. And, and hopefully be a part of all of these games. Um, but, but that was something we could not always say with a straight face in previous years. We can say it now. Absolutely. And, and to go into that a little bit as well, I mean, Coach earlier had said that maybe we can turn this thing around faster than you might think, something to that effect. And it, I had to sit and think about it, but it is so true with – the, the transfer portal and everything, all these instant impact guys, specifically you mentioned all the defensive guys yeah. that have come in here recently. There is a legitimate chance that this year you could be talking about that tangible progress and, and the leap from last year to now, whereas a year or two ago we were talking, well, in three years or in four years, you know, your game planning for then. How crazy is it a year removed then to be talking about how you can see success now? Yeah, it's, it is so refreshing because my initial read on the portal was, uh-oh, rich get richer, poor get poor. Bill Self will crush it in the portal and pluck whoever he wants. See Kevin McCuller, Texas Tech. <laughs> but we at Kansas Football are going to have to play defense and, and block teams out from coming in. And you'll recall when there was first the controversy with Les Miles and his quick departure, we lost three key players to the SEC before Leipold came in and stabilized things and all that. You fast forward a year, we didn't lose a single player off of our two deep except for those that graduated. He was able to, to keep that nucleus intact, keep the guys that are truly your, your nuts and bolts, integral pieces with you and grow together. That speaks to the culture. That speaks to the buy-in and the belief that he's the guy. That puts a lot of our insecurities and fears that we're going to get vultured uh, to rest because he's establishing a culture that guys want to stick and stay and play and win at. And, and then he goes out. And he gets a top 25 portal class himself. And you mentioned some of the names, uh, alluded to the names on defense. I think Eric Gilliard at linebacker is the one I'm most excited about, in part because 
He comes from Central Florida. I got to do their bowl game last year, and I watched his film before he transferred midseason, and he looks like a legit Big 12 linebacker that, that could get you. I'm not predicting double-digit tackles a game, but, I mean, he, he's going to have multiple games where he's flashing in the double digits. Young on the edge as a rush in is going to help a ton. When you, when you look at what we lost with Kyron Johnson off to the NFL now with uh, the Eagles, some think that he can be a, a Kyron you know, 2.0 type. So there, there's a lot of other guys, too. I'm just mentioning those two out the gates. But what he was able to get in terms of junior or older immediate impact defensive talent restocks the cupboards in a very obvious way that's immediate impact it's clear and plain to see and it's it's not like taking four-star high school kids that you're high on but you're gonna have to wait two or three years these are guys that are plug and play immediately so we'll see what that leads to for Kansas but I know Brian Borland the defensive coordinator is very excited and then the offense I mean we almost have too many running backs and I hate to say that but I'm curious to see how they're gonna divvy up the carries and is there enough pie to go around when you start cutting up slices because Devin Neal's a four-star from Lawrence High. Kai Thomas is a four-star from Topeka High that transferred from Minnesota. Sevian Morris is a guy that comes in uh, as, as a transfer from Nebraska that, that's super fast and you know you add it all up with Daniel Highshot coming back already and you've got a guy that does a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, I, I talked to Devin about that. He said he was the more patient style, wait for holes to open type guy. Sevian, he said, is the quick twitch guy. He said that Kai's the most explosive combination of power and speed, but then he said Highshot is, is a do-everything guy too. And I think for you that have seen Daniel, and, and most of your listeners have too, when he's been healthy, he has been a great power and speed guy. So how that breaks down, who knows what Coach Kotelnicki does. And then what's the run-pass balance? I don't know that yet either. I mean, Jalen Daniels looks to be the face of the franchise, but you've got more running back depth than I can remember at Kansas in a decade. So is it 60-40? Is it 50-50? I talked to Earl Bostic, the 60-year left tackle uh, that, that might play on Sundays the way his career path is going, and, and he said that Coach K, Coach Kotelnicki, calls it the six-headed dragon. That's what he calls the <laughs> offense. Maybe that's a uh, Game of Thrones reference. I don't know. If, if you have the mother of dragons, maybe Coach K is the father of dragons. I don't know. But he said it's the six-headed dragon. And, and Vostick said it, it could be run, could be pass, could be play action, could be a trick play. He said it could be a big Earl screen. And if you'll recall, we had a big Earl screen for a touchdown that scored late in the year versus West Virginia. So uh, maybe, maybe. But the point is we've got more weapons and tools to work with than we've had in a while. And we certainly have the best quarterback orchestrating where the ball goes that we've had in 13 years. And so that has to get Jayhawk fans excited. And what that looks like in terms of uh, carries, run, pass, balance, that we'll find out in early September. But I'm just excited to have options because that hasn't always been the case. Absolutely. Brian Haney, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, joining us. Brian, before I let you go, got to go three and out. Three fun questions. I've been okay. asking them all day long. Okay. And you spent time at Texas Tech in Lubbock nope. and in Texas, which is obviously Whataburger country. And I've, <laughs> I have asked this to everyone that I have talked to today, and I've gotten a, ver a variance of responses, but where do you stand on the In-N-Out discussion? Or, or Do you lean Whataburger? Is there another place that you yeah. go when you travel? I've only had In-N-Out twice, whereas when I lived in Lubbock, Whataburger was a pretty regular thing. Um, I'm not going to sit up here and claim that Patrick and I are close, but, but Patrick and I 
knew each other at Texas Tech. I got to do his baseball games. He remains a, a guy that I respect a ton because despite his superstardom, Mr. Mahomes has never changed in terms of being a humble guy. But he also, most know by now, is, is now a part owner in the Whataburger franchise, helping bring it to Kansas City. I think there's one going up in the Legends, right? Isn't it already yeah, up? There's, there's yeah, there's a lot. I, so, I so, ate it one not long ago, and I think Lee Summit, yeah. which is, you know, close enough. So in honor of my man Patrick from our <laughs> Texas Tech days, there's no way I can say in and out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Patrick's bringing Whataburger to Kansas. And by the way, uh, it's not Whataburger. I said Whataburger as the tech announcer when I would read the game reads, go to Whataburger, because that's how it's spelled. In West Texas, they pronounce it almost like water burger. Huh. Like you're drinking a burger <laughs> doused in H2O, Waterburger. So if you want to say it like a true Texan, it's Waterburger. Okay. So uh, there you go. But that, that's the, the easy answer yeah, in honor I li- of Patrick Mahomes. I, I like that. That's a, a good, solid answer. Now, the other side of this is, I mean, football season is officially here, and I know that means the start to your busy calendar that se- never seems to end until, what, a national championship these yeah. days. But between that – what do you do to relax? How do, how do you kick your feet up when your broadcast schedule is so crazy that you're going from the Bahamas back to Allen yeah. Fieldhouse and, and back again? Well, I'm blessed to get to keep that crazy schedule. And my schedule really doesn't settle down until July because we run the Rock Chalk Round Ball Classic pediatric cancer event every June, which is kind of a second full-time job. And this year we were really blessed. We raised 270k uh, in, in one summer. But uh, – once that's over and the money's collected and passed out to the kids, I get about six weeks of nothing much. And so I'll, t- I'll take a few trips. I'll go to a few ballparks. Uh, I'll, I'll visit some friends and, and kick the feet up a little bit. But of the 52 weeks, 46 of them are on the dead sprint, and I love it that way. I, I don't think I could sit idle and sit still too much. So I'll take my six weeks of, of not much and, and, and absolutely thrive in the 46 of working 18 hours and, and, and loving every minute of it. Oh, you're, you're – Braver than I, because as soon as the calendar ends, I I am gasping. But maybe that'll come Uh. in time since I guess I've only done this job since October. So we'll see. But the final question for you, Brian, I know you're an author. Maybe people don't know that that are listening yet. You released the the children's book Game Game Maker not long ago. But aside from writing and, and putting together that, what's the last book that you read? Ooh, that's that's a great question. I'm in the middle of multiple books right now, but the one that I'll finish first is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Uh, not to reference a Texas Longhorn on the broadcast, but uh, it, it's a great book. There's all kinds of life wisdom in there. But I, I'm one of those guys that unfortunately starts books and never finishes them, and I have like six going at the same time. But that'll be the one that I finished most recently. Thanks for the Game Maker plug. That's uh, the, the life story of Dr. James Naismith, starting with the perspective of Naismith as a little boy and what he was like as a creative, imaginative, inventive young boy. It's all true story stuff that his family shared with me, and it's meant to inspire that special kid in your life uh, that they too can grow up, dream big dreams, and, and change the world just like Naismith did. And for those of you that listen to KSAL and you don't wear crimson and blue, and I know there's a lot of you, don't worry. It's not a KU book. It's a basketball book. So whether you bleed purple, crimson, and blue, or if you're like Jackson and you have a foot in each circle, this is a great book for you. So thank you for yeah, the plug. I absolutely. It. The reason I ask is I got gifted a book not long ago that I just started reading. Oh, that's a good one. And it's a special one here. I know you have some good ties too, but it's the Dream is Real, which is the stories uh, as told by, by Bob Davis, the, nope. your predecessor. And so far, I think I'm like two chapters in, uh, but uh, 
very good stuff for for a guy in our field. Very absolutely fascinating and, stuff. And so. Jeff Bolig, who wrote that with Bob, is a tremendous author. He did a special 50th anniversary of Allen Fieldhouse book with Doug Vance. He's done a lot of stuff over the years, working as a sports information director at Kansas and courtside every game at Allen Fieldhouse. So you'll enjoy his work on that too. But, uh, yeah, Bob's a legend, and, and that's a great textbook for any young aspiring sportscaster to take in, as is Tom Hedrick's <laughs> The Art of Sportscasting, yes. to throw out another plug by a Jayhawk play-by-play guy. Yeah, that, that is another one that is on my, my bookshelf. I, that one – unfortunately got put in a box just the other day now that I'm moving. But mm -hmm. this one stayed out. This one gets read piece by piece. I'm not a huge chunk reader, but I'm, I'm slicing it away, you know, chopping at the wood. So it's glad to, to bring that on the trip here. Congrats to uh, you on the big move <laughs> and uh, the special lady you've met, all the blessings going on in your life right yes, now. It's a good time blessed. to be Jackson Snyder. And for you KSAL fans, this guy stepped up in front of – 80,000 empty seats <laughs> at Jerry World, but about 500 media people and, uh, and asked some awesome questions of both Lance Leipold and when we had Coach Kleiman up there for K-State, you were on the mic as well. And for me, a proud mentor moment, remembering you from when you were five years old and I used to share an office with your lovely mother, Laura, uh, in radio sales back in the day at KLWN, to see you all grown up now and asking questions on a big stage and both those coaches know you by name and respect you. I thought that was really cool. So I took a picture of you on the big screen on the Jumbotron here at Jerry World. Send that to your lady. Maybe you get some extra brownie points. Maybe. Well, Brian, I, I really appreciate it. I was supposed to wrap up, but now that we're getting all mushy, talking about your, your <laughs> impact on me, I wanted to uh, take you back. One of my very first memories of broadcasting or being aware that that was really a job my dad, who is now a Plano resident, I'm staying at his yeah, house yeah. tonight, he kept stats for you at a Free State High School game at Memorial Stadium. Yes. And I sat in the, the back of the, the media little room there in the press box, and I watched you broadcast a Free State game when I was like six years old. Yep. That If I pinpoint one moment where really? I realized this is where something I would want to do, I think back to that, and it's all because you were you were yeah. broadcasting Free State High and Memorial Stadium. You probably thought if they gave this hack a microphone, <laughs> surely I can do this. But, no, your dad, Scott's a stud, and uh, I, I've missed having him as a spotter statistician type. You come from good stock on both sides, my man, and appreciate the uh, the shout-out there and the, and the reference to that being impactful in your life. It's, it's crazy to think uh, – how far we both come and, and look at the gray hairs on my head to prove how long we've been doing it. But uh, it's, it's as fun as any gig you could possibly have. And I love it that both teams you cover now are about to, to be good at the same time because there's not been many times in your yeah. lifetime when that's been the case, I'm talking yeah. football. And, uh, and so that's going to be fun. And, and you referenced Coach Tang earlier. Didn't think we'd get into him twice <laughs> in a football interview. But he's going to make K-State basketball great again. And so yeah. it's, it's going to be a fun rivalry. Uh, going forward, and I can't yes. wait to, to talk to you all about it here on KSAL. Absolutely. Well, Brian, we'll let you go. I've talked your leg off enough. I appreciate you yeah. as always, as a friend, as a colleague, and I know our listeners appreciate your insight as well. So thank you so much thank for your you, time. Thank you, Jackson. Great to see you, bud. All right. Brian Haney, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, here on In the Zone on 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM.